Well, as you can tell, the kids are with us. Let the kids be kids. It's all right. It's, it's Mark Burford. He's the one I'm worried about. It is Christmas 2019. I cannot even believe the year. And we are going to be in John chapter 1. And ever since I was a little kid, whenever we had Christmas, you would, we would have this scene in my grandparents' house, and it would have Mary and Joseph, the wise men, and I would always play with the sheep and the little um, cow in there, and I'd be playing around with them. And it was always about this little baby. There's a little baby in a manger. And you begin to think, you get conditioned, who is this little kid, this little baby in his diapers, in his swaddling cloth? And it is all about the Lord's humanity, that he was 100% man, a human, just like us. He was limited like us. But what we're going to focus on this Christmas is Jesus's deity, that not only was he 100% man, but he is 100% God himself, and that he descended. So let's begin with the word of prayer, and we're going to jump into John chapter 1, verse 1. Lord, We pray that you would speak to us, that we would hear from you. You have descended once, and now we pray that you would speak to us through your word, and as we're gathered here together, to refocus on giving you the glory, for it is your work. It is what you have done to reveal yourself to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, let's read verses 1 through 5 of the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Well, we're going to go through different sections here in the book of John from verses 1 through 14, and we're going to also look at other verses that parallel, that show us who this little baby who becomes a man is, that he is not merely a teacher. He is not merely a prophet. He's not merely a good man. He is far greater than we could possibly imagine. This word, word, is also translated in the original Greek as logos. It's not just a word. It speaks of reason, of intellect, of knowledge, The spoken word, it it speaks of thought itself, the order of the universe. And Jesus was not created on the day that he became a baby. He has always existed. He is before creation. In fact, the worlds and the heavens were created through him. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 through 16, it says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. And here we go in verse 16. That's where we strap in. For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. 
And they're speaking of Jesus. What does that mean? That means that back in Genesis, when Adam was created, it said, let us make man in our image. And they breathed into the dirt. Adam had 10 fingers and 10 toes. He had two eyes and a nose. I don't know if he had a belly button or not. That's a good question for another day. Who, what image was he made in? He was made in the image of Jesus Christ. Jesus has always existed. Now, Jesus is not the Father, and the Father is not the Son, but they are God. Remember here that he is, in the beginning, the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Many people believe today in a big bang, that everything came out of nothing. That means something came out of nothing, no thing. I know it breaks all the laws of physics, but they believe that it happened without God, that nothing became something. If they believe that God used creation in that way, and maybe he used uh, millions of years, okay. But in the beginning, when there was nothing, something had to create it. Because physics tells us that every action has an equal and opposite reaction, and that matter cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transformed. So where did the matter come from? Well, in the beginning, before creation, there was... God, and Jesus was there. He is outside of time, outside of matter, outside of our dimension. And yet, that which is transdimensional stepped into our world and limited himself. Why? He is the image of the invisible God. No man can see God at any time and live. No man can see God the Father at any time and live. But God sent messengers to teach us this message. He used John the Baptist. Let's read verses 6 through 9. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And this man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. So where did the light come from? Light is energy, energy in movement. It's in motion. It's going somewhere. It's doing something. But where did it come from? Where does it emanate from? Jesus is the express image of God, God the creator. Every created thing comes from him. The Bible tells us every good and perfect thing comes from above. Well, some people might say, well, you know, Jesus never really said these things. This is other people talking about them afterwards. They're just really nostalgic. But the Bible tells us that the Pharisees and the Sadducees got together. They wanted to stone him. And they said, well, why are you stoning him for his good deeds? They said, no, because he has made himself equal with God. And then Jesus himself in John chapter 8 says to them, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. This is the same I am that when the Lord was speaking to Moses in the burning bush, Moses said, hey, you know, God, I'm going to go tell the nation of Israel you want them to leave Egypt, but what's your name? What do you want me to tell them? And God said to him through the burning bush, say to them, I am that I am. And Jesus says before Abraham was, I am. Jesus is letting everyone know the secret that he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He sits at the right hand of the Father. Not bad for that little figurine that I was looking at in that nativity set. 
And I want you to think for a moment now. We have, we've laid this foundation that through God, through Jesus himself, all things that are made, all-powerful, all-knowing God. And yet when you hold a baby, I remember when uh, my little Marky was born, I had to hold his head up. My wife would yell at me, hold his neck, hold his neck. You're going to hurt him. I'm just like, what? This little googly thing, he couldn't eat, he was spitting up on himself. And I looked at him and I thought, Jesus became a baby. That which is infinitely powerful became humble and weak and has been tested in all points as we are. Do you realize that the creator God of the universe has been hungry, has been spit on, has been made fun of? has been ridiculed and gossiped about. He's been stoned or he's been uh, attacked. He's been uh, falsely accused. He's been lied about, wrongfully imprisoned. The creator of the universe, the Logos, knowledge itself, light itself, became a person. And his own did not even acknowledge him. When you pray to God, when you have that prayer and that relationship with the Lord and you're speaking out to him and you say, Lord, I'm going through a terrible time, he doesn't speak from up on high like I, you imagine the mythology of old, a, a false god with a big lightning bolt ready to strike you. He says, I know how you feel. I have felt what you feel. Are you suffering? Are you hurt? Have you been beaten? Have you been knocked down? Are things not going your way? Are you sick? Are you infirm? Are you going through difficulty? Are you facing death? He says, I know how you feel. I don't just know it. I have experienced it. I am God, the God of all comfort. Verses 10 through 13 tell us, He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. There are people, well-meaning people, who are wearing orange robes, they're counting beads, they're on temples, they're walking around a big box in the desert, they're having special diets and special meditations and special prayers, they're trying to earn, they're trying to get on the ladder, they're trying to ascend, they're trying to earn their way to get somewhere spiritually. To some it's nirvana, to some it's rebirth, to some it's uh, nothingness, to some it's uh, a heaven that they're trying to please a God. But the true and living God has shown us through his word that no man can ascend. We cannot get better. We can't make ourselves any different. The Bible tells us here that God is a light. And you look at the kids, they got the candles, they're fidgeting with them. And if you put their finger next to that candle, the finger does not glow. No matter what they do, they can't make that finger glow. But you turn that battery on and that thing lights up. And we can do little finger exercises, we can play tug of war, we can try and strengthen our fingers, we can try and have a certain, what, nuclear diet to try and get our finger to glow, but we just can't make it happen. We cannot make ourselves good in the same ways that we can't make ourselves glow. We don't have the faculties for it. We just don't have the resources available. And God knew this. And God loved us. 
And so God came to us to show us a way through faith. That He made a way because He did the work. He did that which is impossible with man. And so they questioned Jesus and they said, how can we be saved? And He said, it's harder for a rich man to go, for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to get saved. Well, how then can we get saved? And He said, Jesus said, with man it is impossible. With man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 1 about Jesus that when, when I saw him, speaking of John, I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me saying to me, do not be afraid for I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Well, Aside from the rapture, 10 out of 10 people are going to die. But he has the keys. I have ministered to people that are passing on. I have uh, ministered to families that have lost. I've lost in my own family, and I can tell you, I'm at a loss. I have no power, no control. There's nothing I can do. But I know the one who has power over sin, death, and the devil. And he, was, he conquered sin, death, and the devil on the cross when he himself conquered death. And that eyewitness account that has been proven archaeologically, historically, through eyewitness account, through prophecy, through extra biblical evidence, this event that a man who was dead came back to life to show us that whosoever believes on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life is true. He has the keys. And he is God, the express image of God the Father. If you want to know God personally, it is to know Jesus. And if you want to know Jesus, you find him through his word. Because in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And in verses 14 through 16, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. The creator became the created. The creator became the created. And he lived a perfect life. If you want to know the Lord, if you want to know God, it's to know Jesus. One of my favorite chapters of the Bible is in Colossians chapter 2. And in that chapter, it says in verse 9 through 10, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. So when you get up tomorrow, hopefully, you know, for my house, it's going to be screaming children. And they're going to want to rip those presents over. And they're going to want to make pancakes. And they're going to want to play all day. You can do all those things with a smile on your face because there is nothing left to do. There is no work that needs to be done 
The child that was born became a man. He died on the cross and he rose again and ascended into heaven. And we're filled with his Holy Spirit and we have his word. And all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You do not need to pray. You do not need to read. You do not need to go to church tomorrow. You do not have to eat a certain thing. You do not have to wear certain clothes. You don't have to do any of that. If you believe in Jesus, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. Now, you may want to do all those things. I know I do. I want to be in his presence. I want to know him more. I want to worship him. I want to sing. Hey, I even want to wear a tie on on Christmas Eve just to show him I love him that much and more. But we don't have to do anything. And you can rest in him. I tell my kids every Christmas, it's the only birthday you go to and everyone else gets the presents. And that's the Lord. By his grace, we are saved. And so when you look at Jesus this Christmas, remember what he said, I and my Father are one. He is God, the express image, and yet he is 100% man. Now, I'm going to leave you with something that I learned for the very first time this year. And I, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I've heard it a lot. But when you wake up tomorrow and you enjoy your Christmas day, don't make it a Martha Christmas. Make it a Merry Christmas. And wait on the Lord and give Him praise because it is truly finished. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You so much that all the work is complete, that we get to celebrate with You this evening We partake of your delicacies, your fellowship with your people that you've saved and redeemed yourself. We give you these days, these holy days, and we want to give you all the praise and the glory. When we say Merry Christmas to each other, Lord, we are praising your name. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.